Grey's Anatomy Fan Podcast, episode number 36. Welcome to the Grey's Anatomy Fan Podcast, the show that takes a look at the hottest relationship drama on television. Sit back and enjoy the ride. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Grey's Anatomy Fan Podcast. Now, this is more like it, Stephanie. This is much better. Oh, by the way, I'm Cliff Ravenscraft. I'm Stephanie Ravenscraft. And uh, you you can tell what happens when you give people advance notice that you're going to do a shy show live this is on awesome. the internet. Okay, not only did we give advance notice that we were doing a, a show live and um, for, for Grey's Anatomy, but we were sitting upstairs watching the... The episode, because we didn't watch it last night, because last week when we watched it the night before, we had a hard time, I thought we had a hard time on on Friday putting our thoughts together and stuff, so... In our house, I'm sorry, people lost Trump's all, and so... (laughs) Thursday being lost night, we watched Grey's Anatomy this afternoon, or this morning, whichever, and... So we're sitting upstairs, we're about halfway through, and my... My iPhone makes a little makes a little ringing noise saying that I have um, received a Twitter message that either has GSPN or Full Time Mom in it. I get I get those updates now sent directly to my phone. So anyway, my phone does its little ring and and I look at it and it is a Twitter message in Spanish. Yes, no doubt. Announcing our show at twelve fifteen for Grey's Anatomy. That is awesome. How cool is that? It's in. It was. She's like, I just got another twi- a tweet, a notified of a tweet in another language that somebody's excited about our show starting in fifteen minutes, and all. <laughs> it was totally awesome. It was great. It was great. So anyway, here we are in front of a live internet audience. We're going to be discussing um, what is a season four episode, the be- the becoming, the becoming, the becoming. And uh, obviously, there are several things to touch on from last week. Uh, and before we start this week's conversation, I do want to go ahead and take the two voicemails that we got regarding last week's discussion and play those. Okay. So, uh, in no particular order, here's the first one. Although it is the first. Amy Wright from Tennessee, and I was actually just watching some TV, and I saw a Zyrtec commercial. And oh, I'm calling for the Grey's Anatomy show. Because the girl that played um, the HIV pregnant girl this past week on Grey's Anatomy is in the Zyrtec commercial. Just thought that was funny. Whatever. Um, so I'll talk to you guys later. Bye. Thank you Did so much. Did she say in a Zyrtec? In a what commercial? I, I don't remember. Did exactly. she say Zyrtec? Zyrtec, I think Wh- which so. Is- hey, this is Amy Wright from Tennessee. And I was actually just watching some TV and I saw a Zyrtec. Yes, Zyrtec. Okay. Isn't that yes. heartburn? I think so. I think so. But the funny thing was, is last night when we were watching, I'm like, I know that lady from somewhere. And so, or last week, and I was I was running through the television shows that I watch, and I couldn't place her from anywhere, so I didn't mention it. And then, thank you, Amy. Sure enough, it's it's a from commercial. a commercial. There you go. And so we do have that one- we don't watch. <laughs> <laughs> well, here we go. We're going to go ahead and play this other feedback because I'm very interested in this one. Hey, Cliff, Stephanie. This is Ed from South Carolina. Um, been thinking about your um, contest for Grey's Anatomy about the is she or isn't she for Callie and Erica and uh, y'all's little wager that you proposed. Uh-huh. Um, I think that the loser um, um, should sing a song on the podcast. I think so, one. too. It could be a minute long. It doesn't matter. But um, I think we'd love to hear your singing voice. Um, 
Y'all can choose whatever song you want. It could be the Star Spang Spangled Banner for all that can't matter. But I think that would be fun for us. <laughs> um, so we will um, be listening to you soon. Take care. Bye. Wow, what an That's interesting funny. idea. Yeah, I will never sing and I will not let Cliff sing. That's not a good wager. Well, I think That's not something you want directly in your ears. Well, I think that it would be great. And seeing think, as how they addressed that But I don't think they answered it. They they did. They did not. Clearly okay. was not answered. Just Once because it, she laughed out loud. Okay. Okay. Does not mean Okay. that they answered that question. Right. All they did was bring it up again. Okay. McKenna, you're going to have to quit flushing the toilet in the background <laughs> when we're recording a podcast. Okay? So, the, one, of, one of the drawbacks to recording in the middle of the day, which we've mentioned on several other shows that are recorded in the middle of the day, is that our three-year-old is here. And she's, you know, this is new to her. We're just barely five months in. She's not used to you being here during the day quite yet. And... She's not used to not having all of my attention, right? like we've mentioned before. So today, her mode of acting out is to come in and flush the toilet obsessively because she knows it will get her attention. Yes, it does. So if you hear the toilet flushing and the door is opening and closing like crazy, that's because our daughter is saying, hey... I am here. Notice me now. <laughs> exactly. And so if you notice that we don't notice it anymore, that's probably because we're just trying to let that just slide yeah. by for a little bit. But anyway. And even some people in the chat room say that they don't notice it until we point it out. So, Well, but what you're right. And in the chat room, they, they wouldn't. Don't. However, in the recording of the exactly. podcast, it's going to come out clear. <laughs> um, especially once I do the post-production and boost up the audio just a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> So, anyway, it, here's the uh, um, <laughs> Stephanie's uh, Beth says she loved the stomping of the feet during the full time mom. I'm serious. I thought there was a war going on. <laughs> I thought that they had like tied you up and <laughs> dropped you to the ground and you were kicking and screaming trying to get up. <laughs> That's funny. So uh, what we're. Oh, gosh. Oh, so. OK. I agree so, with you. It's, we're back. It's not conclusive. Nope. Yet. Yet, I, I believe I'm right, and in fact, I even... Cliff, what, I've known you for 13 years. You always <laughs> believe you're right. Well, wouldn't it be kind of like psychotic to think that you're psychotic. always wrong? Yeah. But, I, mean, well, I don't know. That's kind of like what you've taught me to think over the last <laughs> decade. That is not true. <laughs> I know. It's just funny. It did sound funny, though, but you're going to give people a bad impression of me. Anyway, not honey, the, not the, if you haven't done that already yourself, okay, you don't need my fair help. enough. Okay. So anyway, let's just uh, get back to what's at hand here because what's I agree, hand? I agree that they have not conclusively said it, but I believe they will, and I believe I will not sing right or wrong. I think you should sing. I might sing if I'm right, but not if I'm wrong. It, it I and I think that the song <laughs> is quite clearly like a virgin. <laughs> I'm serious. It has to be like a virgin. I mean, they, it goes so per. It's it's as if Shonda Rhimes w went in and literally had. Did she Christine, listen last week? I and think they, so. they changed the. I believe Shonda was listening, and I believe they actually went in and had Christina Yang go in and reshoot that scene just so that they would introduce that for us uh, and our wager here. That's and, funny. Yeah, you don't th you don't believe me. Anyway, so I didn't, uh, say I didn't believe you. I okay. just said it was funny. So I don't know. Singing a song, I think not. Maybe. Maybe we'll see. 
Well, but we gotta I make don't a decision because think... I think they're going to tell us it, conclusively. They will tell us next episode. You think? My, that's my feeling. Okay. Well, they they so addressed it in this one and left you hanging. It's it's not something that's going to be funny if they keep letting it hang on. Mm-hmm. So I mean, they they addressed it this time. Next week we will know for sure. Okay. So we have to decide by the end of this episode what the winner is or what the loser has to do. Okay. So is it singing like a virgin? No. Why not? And not the Star Spangled Banner. That is like the hardest song to sing. Yeah? In ever. When he has to go, she says dinner is ready. Oh, bummer. She's in Belgium. I know. It's like dinner time. Thank you, Winnie, for showing Thank up. Thank you for coming for a little bit. Yes, absolutely. We'd be great dinner entertainment. <laughs> we would be great dinner entertainment. <laughs> anyway, um, just ask Roseanne Barr. Oh, yes. She she does wonderful at the Star Spangled Banner, I hear. Yes. Anyway, um, okay, so sing a song, though? Maybe. Or not? I don't know. All right. How about we have to pick... The loser has to pick a song. It can be any song. What? Okay, the loser... The loser gets to pick the song that they sing? Yes. Huh. Would you do that? Maybe. I mean, you could even sing Happy Birthday. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just have to sing something. We'll see. All right. We'll see. But I think it should be like a virgin. <laughs> anyway. Ooh. All right. So we, you've taken some notes for this episode. I took a lot. Of, I took like a lot of notes. I'm glad because I didn't take I did. any. Just things that sparked my, you know. It is quiet in the room. So I'm going to let you start talking. I'm okay. going to listen while I just open the door and see if we and, still and, have a daughter in this well, level sure of the house. I'm sure we still have a daughter. It, it's whether we still have a house in this level of the daughter. <laughs> That's what it is. <laughs> so anyway, the first thing was, okay. Meredith can't stop thinking about Derek's tongue. And I thought that that was funny. Not only that just his tongue, but then specifically in his mouth. And so obviously she is is continually dreaming about kissing him. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Even in the... <laughs> Sorry, even in in yeah, the midst exactly. of you know this clinical trial, and and so obviously she wants to be very, uh, very professional and very um, doctorly. I guess you know she wants to be the best, the best that in her field, but she's okay. distracted by thoughts of kissing Derek. Yes, so obviously she is not over Derek. You know, and, you know, he's with Rose. He's with Rose. He's with Rose. Anyway, yeah, very interesting right. part she's of the show. Not o- she's not over Derek. Okay. Period. That's all we really needed to know. But I think we already knew that. So we are introduced to the military guys. We are. What did I say? You the go ahead. moment the door opened. Yep. They showed us They showed us the patient in the bed and his dad sitting there. And then obviously the doctor from the VA. And then the other guy comes in and... Not, I'm, I'm not, I, I don't want people to think that, that I mean this badly, like maybe sometimes they think you do, yeah. okay? But you could tell. There, there, was, there was a look that exchanged with the, mm-hmm. two, with the two men, and you knew that they were in love. Yes. So they were going to introduce a gay couple. Yep. Which I, was fine with me. I didn't, I don't mind that. Honestly, I don't. There is, there is this line that has been drawn between the homosexuality community and the Christian community, but I don't see that line. Well, I, I can love a person for the person. Absolutely. Not for the way they choose to live. Yes. And I would hope that they would love me for who I am, 
and not the way I choose to live. Exactly. That's not a line that needs to be drawn for me. Yep. In fact, I, of course, after the last episode, I did get some email with some people who were concerned about uh, how much I talked and how I may have come off. And, you know, I, I am who I am and I don't apologize for who I am, but I can certainly tell you that there are certain people who would agree that that I may not be quite as judgmental as one might think just by casually listening to one or two episodes of the Grey's Anatomy fan podcast because I am, you know, contrary contrary to some people's beliefs, I am not a homophobic individual. (laughs) I I happen to love all people equally and I try to do my best. And yes, I have some things that I grew up with that, you know, I was taught to think and believe and, and act I think a certain that that way. That has a lot to do with. It. I, I honestly, I think that that has a lot to do with it, and not so much that, but sometimes I think I don't know the right language to use. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? And so, so when when talking about things like this, we could come off judgmental by using the wrong. What's the word? Terminology. Mm-hmm. So does that yep. does that make sense? So anyway, I didn't have a problem, but you could tell from the moment they walked in the door <clears throat> there was there was a look between the two soldiers, and there was an awkwardness that entered the room. Yeah. Now I do want to say something that Chef Mark uh, wrote in the room here as something um, and I and I think it's a little bit further back, but it's something about the fact that that the they in, evoked like more emotion I, I, as far as like you know. Like the the loss of a loved one. They didn't know just about I, that, any other. Right? No, that's ep- on my list later. Oh, okay. It it is. Well, can we? Do we have to stay no, in order? We so don't. Let's go ahead and talk about that. That's hard for me. <laughs> what did you just say? That's really hard for me to know. Like, okay, we'll just skip that part I, when we get to it. But Chef I made Mark's, notes about. It. I want to no. go find my notes and then. So go ahead. Okay, go ahead. but but Beth said she cried, and you know what. It was weird, and I'll be honest, and I'm just going to say it, believe about me what you will, but I was extremely uncomfortable during the kissing scene. I was very, very, very uncomfortable. Okay. okay? I, I was not uncomfortable, but it was more than I've ever seen on primetime television. Right. Well, not it will not between a man and a woman. No, between yeah, but, a man and a man. Exactly. No, absolutely. What I'm saying is that, what I mean. That did make me feel uncomfortable. I, I just admit that. However, I will tell you at the end, you know, not that I endorse it and not that I, you know, it, just shut up. Stop. Shut up. Just Cliff. say what you want to say. I, all I want to say is that I was touched and I was moved at the end. That absolutely. I, that's all I'm going to say. And, and I will say. They were in love. Exactly. Those two I, men were in love and they showed it in. Yes. In everything they did, even though they were trying to to deny it. Yep. And and I must say that I was just as moved by the nod of the father at the end. Yes. Not not that the do- and, and if anything, if anything, I think that I'm you know closer to that mentality of of the father at the end. You know, the nod at the end. Not that he endorses it or embraces it, but he understands it for well, what it is and he nods and and saying you can no i think that at the end because in the in the beginning <laughs> in the early part of the show when dad walked in and, and they were kissing that dad had a problem mm-hmm. and you could tell it was written all over every action that he had every facial expression in in the way that he interacted and so dad had a problem and the son even said my dad's a soldier. 
Yeah. My dad is a soldier. What kind of brave soldier am I if I can't even stand up? Well, he says, I know what you're thinking. And, of course, that's what he was thinking because he was afraid of being condemned or judged that way. So Meredith obviously wasn't thinking that, but you're right. right. No, I don't think she was, but but he was. And well, so, the, well the thing is, is the father, I think, you know, and Chef Mark, we see you, we'll be with you in just one second. Um, but the, the thing is, is the father... It, it, it was. It appeared to me it was the first time that he ever actually even had any idea that his son was gay. You know, right, that, that's right. you know, and, and of course, I can't imagine any father not having that reaction, finding out for the first time that way. Okay, I, I understand as a father, but I don't think his reaction was as a father. His reaction was as a soldier. Okay, because that's just not done. Yeah, I. I I tend to disagree. Okay, but that's what they were portraying in the episode. Okay, if you say so. I I, I can see where you will feel that way. Okay. I'm not going to agree with you, but I'm not going to say you're wrong. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. Shall we see what Uh, Chef Mark has to say? I'm sorry, go ahead. Yes, there's one other thing that I want to talk about. Well, go ahead. um, Go ahead. Chef Mark will wait. About this. Chef Mark will wait. I know. He loves me. I know. So, when they're wheeling him to the OR, Mm -hmm. okay... The music that was playing in the background, the lyrics read, the lyrics were, silence is murder, know when to walk away. There was music in the background of that scene? And it was powerful. Because wow. the, 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 the lyrics of the song were saying everything that the two people were, were refusing to. Because remember, Meredith said... Yeah, Absolutely, Mark. There's always music in the well, background. Yeah, I realize there's always music, but sometimes I'm so involved in the show pow- that it's just... For me, it was powerful. Yeah. No, that's awesome. I'm, I'm glad that you picked up on it. Because Meredith stops and, and she says, we can take a moment if you want to. And he says, no. And she says, are you sure? And he says, no. And so you know that he's not sure. He wants that moment. Right. But for what it means for his lover... To be left behind, being a gay man in the military, he didn't want to do that. Right. But then they, but then they go over to the other man, and he is broken. Yeah. Because he doesn't get that last moment. Right. And we saw the same thing with the married couple who went through the trial a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. She needed those last moments. Well, yeah, she did I, get a last moment, though. She did, but he didn't. I know, exactly. So that's what I'm saying. So I think that the, the song that they chose to play, Silence is Murder, No When to Walk Away, I think that that spoke so much in that scene right there. So Absolutely. Anyway, now I'm done. Very cool. Chef Mark, thank you very much for being so patient. Hey, yeah. I just wanted to, to talk about what you said about the father because I thought that was that was uh, handled really beautifully. And especially for this show, which tends towards the melodramatic, I thought that they were really uh, subtle about how they handled that shift in the father at the end. Uh, because you're right, he wasn't saying like, hey, you know, I love my dead gay son, like in Heather's, you know. But he was saying, you know, when, when tragedy happens and when a big event happens, you just like, you realize that the, the foolishness of of holding back or, or the, the holding back that you've done, how that's prevented you from just having good moments with someone while they were alive. And I think that nod, that look that he gives to the soldier, the other soldier, um, 
I think just spoke volumes like wow I regret that I didn't really know my son for exactly how he was even right. if I didn't like it yeah because right. now he's gone you know and that's I think you know that's very powerful it's interesting to note that they had a almost identical storyline in ER last night too mm. uh, where there was a patient I haven't seen ER yet oh oh okay alright well there's a very similar storyline okay I'm sorry <laughs> I haven't seen ER yet <laughs> I was taking a drink right as you started talking. I'm like, okay, now how do I get him to be quiet? (laughs) Um, But I just, you know, I just feel like um, considering I'm usually very critical of how melodramatic this show can be. I thought that was really well handled, that whole thing. And they set up a really beautiful, you know, that whole thing was a setup, uh, you know, around Meredith to show her that, you know, you're, you know, Hello, it's, it's you know you're you're full of it. You know you, you you're acting like you're like he's this hero. That's not heroic. That's just that's crazy. Right. He's in the next room and you, and the and you and you die. Like you'd rather die than to tell someone that you love them. That's right. insane. Yep. Yep. And I thought that was really great that the that the uh, the therapist broke down that normal barrier of being subtle about it. She said, "Look, we only have twenty sessions, okay? So I'm gonna <laughs> you're crazy, girl." <laughs> I loved that she finally just she finally just went for it. Yeah. The therapist. She finally just yeah. said, "Here, you know, we don't have time for this." No doubt. Yeah. Let I, me tell you what your problem is. <laughs> I must say that f- for as as controversial as for me as this episode was, I really enjoyed how it was written i thought it was written beautifully yep so um anyway the uh some of the other things that i the the bex the the next thing i want to get to i'm going to hold off until you get there but it it for me it was the the mark sloan and um i'm going to pause for one second to see what that loud crash was okay and we're back okay so i i'm yeah i'm not ready to go into the whole mark thing yet but I'd like to talk about Alex, Rebecca, and the patient Kira that we met. Alex, Rebecca, and the patient Kira. Who's the patient Kira? Kira was the patient who had been eight weeks without human contact. Oh, goodness. Yeah. How painful is that? Well, for somebody whose love language might be physical touch, that would, that would almost be like death. And I think it was for her. Exactly. She needed to be touched. She needed to hold her kids. She needed to kiss her husband. And I think that this was a great patient to mirror Alex because although Alex has had physical human contact, now we're seeing him open up completely different into emotional human contact. Yes. Whether Rebecca is pregnant or not, he is accepting of opening his heart not only to her but to the child he thinks she's having right right the only thing is is that she now knows that she's not pregnant right or no she no. doesn't she doesn't know no, you're she right she doesn't you're know right. izzy can't get a hold of her okay so here's the situation um i want to say is that you know obviously i don't want to bring izzy right into this but I just want to say oh, yeah, in the no. beginning of the uh, of our discussion here, I think it was Beth said that you know Cliff can't uh, hate Izzy in this episode, and I will have to say, I have to agree with you. Izzy was not annoying at all in this episode, and in fact, I remember thinking to myself, "Boy, if she does it, boy, if she does, it. if she goes so far," were you as not to, even giving her the benefit? I of was the not. Doubt. It, 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 
Is there a reason? Can you give me any reason why I would give her the benefit of the doubt other than the fact that everybody deserves the benefit of the doubt? Let's not go there. I know close to judgmental, blah, 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 blah. But anyway, no, I was not giving her the benefit of the doubt. I'm allowed to not do that for a TV show. So for the TV show, I was not giving her the benefit of the doubt. I wanted to hate Izzy. And she did not give me a reason to hate her in this episode. And I was so upset. So I can't stand Izzy simply because she didn't do anything that made me angry this week. That no. is hilarious. I'm just kidding. That is hilarious. I'm just kidding. No, but I was very proud of her. The only other thing I want to say about Alex, and then we will move into what you were very proud oh, of Oh, I was done. For. Yeah, go ahead. Well, when when at the end of the episode, when he um, puts the masks on the kids and, and wraps yes. them up, that was just so sweet that he recognized that need yes in that in that patient and i love how he he says listen i can do this mm-hmm. you know how, how dare you tell, think that i can't do this and it's like you oh man what i love that change in him um and you know what at this i found myself at the end of the episode when he's getting all judgmental with izzy you know I, the only thing is is that for some reason i don't know why i thought this but i thought that maybe sh- she knew that that um, Jane Doe, Rebecca, no. Eva, whatever, knew that she was was not pregnant. No. And that's why Izzy, because if, if that were the case, I would like say I would so say, Izzy, you got to tell him you got to tell him he's being played. But because he's because there is no conclusive evidence that she, that quote unquote he's not being played, that he's being played. Therefore, I will say that Izzy is right. She cannot tell him. She cannot, no matter what. And I just hope that she... Not even if Rebecca knows she can't tell him. Because Rebecca is her patient. That's the one place, exactly. That's the one place where I'd say, woo, there's some gray line. I don't think it's a gray line. Yeah, I know. I know. I I don't. I know. This is what I'm saying. This What these TV shows do for me is they show me how much I'm willing to stretch my own moral code sometimes. And and I got to watch that. So uh, thank you for for reminding me of that. Okay, I agree yeah, with you. That there, there is no. It would no be a wrong for her there. to do it. It would be wrong for her under any circumstances. Um, but you know what? I would say go ahead and do it, Izzy, and then get caught and then be done with you. Okay, that was bad. So anyway, go ahead, Stephanie. <laughs> What's next on the list? <laughs> Did you even hear what I said? You would say do it and be done with you. Is that what you said? Yeah, go ahead and tell okay. him. Yeah, no. But um, I like at the end when Izzy sat down with with Bailey, she said, you know, did you did you find your patient? Did you tell your friend? And she said, no. And she says, you're growing, Stevens. And she says, and Izzy says, like we all feel, I wish it would stop. Wouldn't it just be easier to be the person I was yesterday? Yes. To not make any changes, to not care about whose life I screw up and just go about our lives with no change. Would it be easier I don't think so. Um, would it be less work? Absolutely. Uh, but I think I'm getting ready to record an episode of My Crazy Life, which will be episode number 211 of My Crazy Life. That's going to be talking about the fact that we just can't that I can't do that, it, right. even in my own life. And and you know what? I want to just say and I don't Have I said this before? I'm pro- have you ever heard the saying that you're always the hardest on people who most are like you or when or you're hardest when you you're more judgmental about certain aspects of people's lives when those things are mirrored in your own exactly when you see when you have the same faults exactly so um 
if if there's anything, I will tell you that I get angry. I get, and, and I'm going to just share. Yeah, Chef Mark says it's called projection. Um, I'm going to share with the audience out there. If you wonder, if you if you wonder why Cliff is so hard on Izzy, it's because <laughs> it's the, because he would cut the wire too. I, <laughs> it's because I would make stupid mistakes that actually would make me illegitimate, illegitimate in being a father would make me illegitimate illegitimate in being an insurance agent when I was an insurance agent that make me illegitimate as being a husband as being an example as a Christ uh, as a Christian um there there are so many different things that I do that are just like that I mean just like hello that was the stupidest thing you could have ever done right and how is it that anybody could ever forgive you <laughs> and here I am I'm still your husband I don't know how Thank you for that. You're welcome. I don't, how can I still be looked up to by my children? And they do. Thank them for that. Um, how is it that I can still be be a Christian? Thank God for that. You know, what I'm saying is is so... I, I don't know why I give Izzy such a hard time. But the truth is, 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 is that I... You know, believe it or not, a TV show like Grey's Anatomy and a character which I despise so much like Izzy is helping me learn so much more about myself and who I am and where I need to grow. So, with mm-hmm. that, moving right along. Okay. Is your monologue over? <laughs> I, I think I got it out. Okay. I was just waiting patiently. You like that? I'm deleting the notes as we go. Oh, okay. So I know what we've talked about already. So we're on Burke's Award now? Well, that's just the next thing. That doesn't mean that's... Well, let's talk about Burke's Award. Burke's Award. I was... I was what was that? Spurs singing in Christina. Exactly. Which which I liked. I, um, I, I really liked that they showed her be affected by that. Mm-hmm. And she chose not to, you know, run around behind Han all day. She, you know, put me in the morgue. That's fine. I need time alone. And she needs to be buckled there, mama. McKenna has walked into the room with her, her mermaid dress up outfit and she can't ever get the thing clipped in the back by herself. Mommy, you have to be smarter than the clasp. And anyway, go ahead. So she she needed to be by herself, and she went off to be alone. And she went off to be alone to cut out hearts. I love that. Yeah. How cool is it? You don't get that? <laughs> to cut out hearts. Oh, I get it. Now. That's what she was doing. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, um, so I really I really liked that. And then when they're standing outside, and and Han says, you know, I I I'm gonna be like you. I'm gonna wish him well, and I'm just just because Christina was not expressing her her emotions with her words mm-hmm. doesn't necessarily that she wishes him well. Right. And we found that out at the end. And I loved that she had that moment and I loved that they gave her that moment. And hold on, I'm trying to find it. Find what? You're, the moment? The moment. Okay. And so she comes back in. She doesn't have her her date and tell form. Uh-huh. And and Chief says we need one even though even though he's not here anymore. And so she fills it out. And then she just goes off and she show she she says that was a great monologue. It was a great monologue. It was at the a end. great monologue at the end. And there's no way that, you know, we could come back here and try to quote everything that she said. If you've watched the episode clearly you know. But yep. she said that she was 
the unseen hand to his brilliance. Yes. And she knows that. And she knows that. And you know that. She said to the chief, she says, I know that. And you know that. And he knows that. But nowhere in that article was I mentioned. Right. And so I I love that they gave her that moment. Mm -hmm. I love that they had her cry. So you saw... Some emotion some in the emotion robot. Some emotion from her. And it was just, it was a great, it was a great moment. And then when you're ready to go into the chief and Adele being there, uh-huh. the unseen hand to his brilliance. Oh, yeah. I like that. Let's see what Chef Mark wants okay. to say before we go there. Mark, what do you got? Yeah, I just wanted to talk about how when, you know, you talk about that scene outside with Han and, uh, and Christina and how Han completely misinterpreted her silence. Uh, it's interesting because I, I was thinking to myself, you know what, uh, Christina is really angry at Burke. Han has this irrational uh, competition with Burke, but you know you're going to have a hard time. And I learned this early on when I when I was in middle school, and uh, I had a girlfriend, and I did, disliked her brother a lot. Like I was very competitive with her brother, and I made the mistake of bad talking uh, about her brother to her. Mm-hmm. She dropped me like a hot. Back potato. Yep. <laughs> I mean, it was like you do not talk about my brother, and it's like so. I'm thinking to Christina, even though the whole thing happened with Burke, she's really angry, she's really hateful. But it's like, uh, uh-uh, uh, you don't get to to say that about my man, you know. Even right. though they're not, he's not his man, her man anymore. I thought if if she said anything, she would have said that. Like, uh, uh-uh, this doesn't make us sisters. Exactly. Exactly. Yep. Absolutely. Just because you know. We both think the same thing. It, it, there, there isn't because, and I liked that that Han used the the, the phrase even. Um, well, I thought we had some common ground now. Yeah, and that would have been something that really mm-hmm. would have sparked an interest in Christina to have a common ground with Han. But as low but as she has sunk even, in kissing butt, this was not a level. This was not a level that she was going to sink to. Yes. So maybe Christina is above some things. Yeah. So just just before we move on, you wanted to bring up the goggles that she was wearing. Oh my god! Loved her goggles or the, hated them? You I know, don't know. The, it was. Let me just tell you, they I all mean, wear them. What's her name? Um, Lexi. Lexi. Poor Lexi doesn't know what to do with this singing, Christina. I mean, it's just. Would you? Oh no, I wouldn't. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, she just starts singing around, singing along, and Christina Yang looks. She turns around and looks and and okay, you know how how glasses have the ability like magnifying glass if you take it out to the sun. Have you? I don't know yeah. if you've ever like tried to start something on fire. No, I haven't. I think that's your expertise. <laughs> but anyway, I mean, it's like oh my gosh, her eyes in those goggles were just perfect. They could not have got a better pair of goggles to just put on Yang and look at her. It's like, wow. That was horrible. Was that bad? Lexi. I, oh, I feel Poor so bad Lexi. for her. She's forgotten. She, I didn't I, even take that note. Yeah. Anyway, and then and then Meredith, feel, Meredith makes Christina feel better when she says, I'm in therapy. I've got, I, I'm more screwed up than you are. Yeah. I was like, oh, thank you. I feel thank better. You. I feel a little that, better. That makes me feel a little better. <laughs> How, how great is that yeah. when, when you feel better because your friend is in therapy? I mean, yeah, well, that just means you're both screwed up, yeah. really. <laughs> Misery loves company. It That's does. for certain. It does. All right. So do you want to go into... Mark yet? No. Let's let's first go... No, not what? Mark. Uh, the, the, this, this starts with Mark. All right. Okay. The nurses are boycotting. Okay. Yeah. Let's go there. So bad that we get a union rep. 
Yes. And then we get a nurse's... What She was like the, nur- the voice of the nurses is what Adele was. Yes. So then was- we see Adele who suggests the date and tell form. Yeah. And here is why I think she suggested it. She wanted Richard to fill one out. And you too, Richard. <laughs> yep. And there's no question. There's one way to find out if your husband's been sleeping with other women. <laughs> yep. Let's make the whole hospital do it. Yep. So, so. I liked seeing her again. I, I did like seeing... Oh, Chef Mark just pointing out that Adele was the union rep. The other guy was from Human Resources. Oh, was he? Yes. Oh, the, okay. the other guy was then with I the hospital. Then I misunderstood how that was working. But, but yeah, because Richard said that for uh, Adele in the past used to be a nurse. Right. So Okay. Yeah. So she was... She was the, a part of the union. You. Exactly. Okay. That's all right. So uh, anyway, um, but yes, the, the, the date and tell form, which... The date and tell form. Come on. Isn't that cheesy? I thought so. I mean, there's no. I don't think that it's possible that a that an employer could have you fill out that form. That could not be a requirement. I, I just, don't think so. I do it's, not see it as as at at all. There's just no way. Isn't it an invasion of privacy? I would say I, so. Yeah, and that's what. Know? Yep, Chef Mark is saying exactly same thing. It's an invasion of privacy. I do not think that you could ever ask your employees to fill that form. I, I don't think so. But that that's but what TV. they did. It's TV, so. That's what they did. And I mean, blue people can come from the sea and come back to life and go to work the next day. So I It mean, was not the next <laughs> day. I'm exaggerating, Stephanie. Work along with me here, okay? I'm not walking that road with you. Okay, okay. It is a lonely road. <laughs> so, uh, Adele. So, through that. Yeah. George gets to be the chief's intern. Yes. After he's lied to his wife, he hasn't changed. That's no the, that's the, change at all. There is no change at all. In fact, that's the only thing I hate about this episode was Richard, all of a sudden, he gets in bed with... Everything's been about change, and then here we see... He's the one who hasn't changed. No change. Although he does keep... It does appear that he wants to keep George on, but still, I mean, that... Well, now he has to. Well, yeah. Because he ended up in bed with Adele. You can't just go back. Yeah, this you know? is true. So, um, but I love when George is is picking out. I love when George is, is handing out the sheets. And Rose says, <laughs> so there are many levels of intimacy. Oh, yeah. And then George gets all awkward about it. And Yeah, that, was, that was a good scene. That, that was good. The only He's thing like, I... the highest level. And then Rose returns the form, so we're under the... Impression. impression that they still haven't slept together which no it, which is quite clear uh i mean not right. just the, the, the impression but right they still haven't then, slept together but then mark says something to her that made a huge impression on her remember so the fact that they did sleep together was mark's fault because mark says you know what i hate girls right. like you because you do this you treat sex yep. this way blah 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 blah. but you'll never do it because you're afraid as soon that as you, you do we'll lose interest yeah so that is what pushed her over the edge and then of all of a sudden the night that then she comes and gets a form the next day the next day and then and then mark or not mark uh derek shares with mark that all i could do is think about but Meredith. that's for a whole nother section of this podcast. Well, we we can't, ju- Stephanie. You argue with me all the time about this. <laughs> no, we have I to don't. just be able go to go ahead. places naturally. So okay. that go ahead. So You're right. So the whole thing is now she has done. She has allowed him into her life sexually, and now what's going to happen? 
he's going to lose interest in her. But she he never had interest in her. Otherwise, he wouldn't have thought about Meredith the whole time that he was sleeping with her. I'm not. I'm not going to argue with you there. Other than to say, other than to say that there was some interest. No. She was, she the, was she, Mick Rebound. There is, was no interest in her. There, when there is a rebound girl, there is interest. It may be misplaced. It may be interest because I'm bored. I don't know what to do. It may be interest because I'm lonely. But it doesn't negate the fact that there is true interest. Otherwise, he would be what they were using as the language to call Mark through this whole thing. There was genuine interest. It was just not going to happen. Okay. Here, I'll button it, McKenna. Oh. I got it. Go ahead. Well, I I just, I don't think that there was interest. I don't think there, in the beginning when he, not in the beginning of this episode, but in the beginning of Derek and Rose, there was interest in getting Meredith out of his head. Okay. But I don't think that that shows interest in Rose. Okay. I think she was the decoy. All right. So, uh, okay. I feel bad for her. All right. Well, you know, and and I feel bad for her too. And you know what? Can I just share with you? Because I'm going to have to go there now to talk about Mark for a minute. Mm -hmm. Um, I really believe when Mark, I believe this was a growing experience for Mark Sloan. Oh, absolutely. They showed him in the chair almost crying. And uh, basically... And Billy slaps him in the head. Yes. I love that. But the thing that I really enjoyed about this is because it, you know, this whole thing is about people growing, right? And people growing up. I mean, it's, if, if Shonda hadn't been listening, I don't know what. I mean, <laughs> maybe not to us, but to somebody. you got to grow these people up because this is high school. We can't have this. So she's growing these people up. Chef, or not Chef Mark, but Mark Sloan. <laughs> That's so funny. Mark Sloan is definitely needing growth in this area. He realizes how empty his life is Mm -hmm. and that people have no um, value for who he is as a person. And so it's changing him. And I really believe it hurt him when he heard what Derek said about Rose. Because he's like, oh, my gosh, you slept with her? That wasn't until after crying in the hallway. No, that's not true. That was near the end. It, it, the, he was okay. sitting. Remember the day he sat. All, he just sat there. Yeah. He turned down Callie. I mean, the, the, he's brewing over the whole thing. But all I'm saying is near the end. And I'm saying that that was before. Okay. He talked to Derek. Okay. Okay. But it was Derek said, "You're not following me." I am following you. Go ahead. Okay. All I'm saying is that. Now I can't remember because McKenna's walking in and out and I just lost my train of thought. Derek said. Yeah, but anyway. I slept with her and the whole time I thought about Meredith. Yes. So now who's the whore? Right. And so the situation is that, um, the situation is that, forget it. Moving right along. You got to be able to stay more focused than that. I can't. I'm sorry. I, I cannot. I am. I'm anyway. Okay. All I'm saying is that he was upset. He had to feel upset that he was going to hurt Rose. It was his fault that Rose made the decision to do that with Derek. And I'm saying that, yes, you don't agree with me. 
I'm thinking that Mark is going to understand that it was that he had a lot to do with the fact that he she made the decision to sleep with him, and that's okay. going to hurt him. Maybe that maybe that will hurt him. I, I, I will give you that 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 he had a role to play, but it is not his fault. She's a grown woman. She made I her didn't own choice. Say it was his you fault. Did. I did not. Say you it was, did. Okay, maybe I did. <laughs> but anyway, any anyway, who cares anymore? Just moving right along. <laughs> Here, I'll even hit the little thing. Moving right along. Ah, goodness gracious. Anyway, I think he was at the end of the episode more hurt by the fact that the most admired doctor in that hospital to him stood up for him and the best that she could come up with that he's a whore. Right. He was hurt by that, not by Rose. And not by what he said to Rose. And I and I I think I think that that what I think what Bailey said hurt him, but then all of a sudden the nail it was just an another nail in the coffin when when Derek said that you know we slept together and now I've lost interest in her. Do you not get that? I get it. Okay, <laughs> you don't. But that's cool. I mean, it, you don't have to agree with me. That's fine. You're just watching the chat room right now anyway. So. I'm not. I'm looking at my notes. Thank oh. you very much. Okay. You can't see what I'm doing over here. <laughs> I'm glad you don't have anything to throw. Give me that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to throw anything. We can we we can disagree on things. Yeah. You know, clearly you think that how he persuaded Rose hurt him. I'm yes, I'm sure that that had a factor in it. I said that to you. Okay, we're but moving. I don't think that that is the only thing. Okay, we're... now that I want to talk, you want to move along. So, they show in the beginning Derek and Meredith alone in the dark when they're because they have to turn off the lights to to inject the um, the virus into that fake brain. You know when they're practicing on which how was very gonna... cool, by the way. It was very cool. I love to watch the green light up in the yeah, you know, different. That was neat. So um, I thought that that was a really great scene. And as soon as the lights went out, I, I thought, ooh, Derek and Meredith alone in the dark. You know, how are they going to how are they going to handle that? Yes. And um, there was something that after they performed the procedure and the soldier came out alive, which I think maybe was the first time that they had done that. Uh-huh. Excuse me. Um, Derek said something to Meredith and I missed it. And I went back and I still missed it. And I have no idea what he said at that moment. Something like we're on the moon. We're standing on the moon. Does anybody else in the chat room know what they it said? It was something like that. I mean, really recognizing that they were making great. I think that it was about, you know, them making strides yeah. in in medicine. Right. Okay. And so then. We're standing on the surface of the moon. That's, okay. Thank you. Thank you, um, Allison. That's why I love the chat room, because when I don't catch it, I'm sure somebody else did. And then, so, procedure is all over. They realize that they are on the brink of greatness. And um, Meredith is already preparing to stay, you know, at the hospital overnight to observe their patient. And he says, I'll stay. We can stay together. Right. And then Rose comes in, and he tells her that he's staying and you know he doesn't he does not move 
an inch from his place where he's standing. He doesn't move at all. And then, um, so th- there was no goodbye kiss for Rose. I thought that that was very, um, there was a reason that he didn't walk over. You know, I'm going to stay here tonight and kiss her on the cheek. And then um, she waits and, you know, or Meredith says, Rose, wait, you know, and. And then she does the whole sending and, you home and, you know, tries to be the hero. And, but he wanted to stay. Right. And the next day he brings her, or th- that night, I guess, when, when when the patient dies, brings in a bottle of champagne for when we get it right. For when we get it right, which I think that those words have more to do with than just this yes. medical procedure that they I like are that working you on. That out. Yep. For when we get it right. And so I would love for them to see them open that bottle soon. Yeah, and I think they will open that bottle at the finale of Grey's Anatomy too. on the 21st. Is that right? The 22nd. No, the 21st. Okay. 20, May 21st was it's, the original Lost. No, it's May 22nd because the current Lost finale is on May 29th, and okay. 29 minus 7 is 22. Okay. 22nd. Wonderful. So, 22nd okay. will be the two hour finale <laughs> we are of not Grey's in Anatomy. Sync today. We were in sync. Something happened somewhere. You couldn't handle my suggestion that maybe we had a different opinion. And so then you started acting funny and then I did not start acting funny. I was Anyway. Anyway. So Bailey Bailey um confronts all the nurses. She says, "Yes. This man is a whore, but you knew it before you got involved with him. So close your knees and go about your business." <laughs> Right. I, I really liked that because they all of these nurses were attacking Mark for who he was, but they knew who he was before they got into it. Yep. So you can't you know. She 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 was right. They were they were all to blame. They're consenting adults and you know, move about your life. You can't boo hoo forever. Right. And um let's see, what's this about? George is happy to be at the right hand of the man. The man at the right hand of the man. And Chief was hitting on his wife. We already talked about that. Which obviously it worked. Yeah. <laughs> she's glad some things haven't changed. Yes. She's glad some things haven't changed. I really liked when Bailey viciously attacked the Chief verbally. About oh, being yes. the only one in the hospital singled out to not have to fill out that form now let me ask you do you think that the, i mean what what do you think was his motivation behind having her not filled out that form i don't think it was sexual that they had had some kind of history i don't think that that was it i think that he was making a statement saying that here she is she's mm. you know she's recently separated she has a baby she's too busy to be having on call room sex or 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 do you think maybe he was trying to protect her maybe thinking perhaps maybe she has no i think that he's the only one i think that he in his mind she's the only one who wouldn't do that she i think that he thinks that she's above that but he went around about it in the wrong in the wrong way okay Anything else to discuss? Um, we started off really on fire, and I feel like I've just had... We uh, already talked about dying alone. 
Okay. I, I loved that that um I thought that they picked the perfect storyline to mirror what they were getting around to with with Meredith. I think that they really picked a good storyline for that, so I really liked that. Um we did talk about when when Callie and and Erica talked about well, Addison implied that yeah. you and I might be and then they laughed out loud, which doesn't really mean that they've addressed that, but um you know but maybe that they're getting around to it and the last is that han han doesn't have a penis and that's why she didn't get an award when she's equally as right and she says that to callie which kind of like all of a sudden threw her into like oh oh gosh no we're not gonna have this conversation right and then of course i believe they. well i think they started it when she said it as because mark had just been there Uh or they had just Right. Come out of a room and then she says, I don't have, you know, I don't have a penis. And so they make it seem like, again, that it has to do with Callie and not to do with Erica's own, um, own sexuality. No, okay. her own, um, not about sex. They made it seem like it had to do with her, oh. her sexuality when in fact it has more to do with her being hurt about not being up for the, yes, chosen for the award. Yes, because she's not a man. Gotcha. All right, Chef Mark. Okay, first of all, I want you two to look in each other's eyes as you as you press the syringes so wow. you get in sync. <laughs> yes. They were in sync. <laughs> but today we're not. Quit looking at the monitor and look at me. No. And, right, look right at me. Look at my eyes. Look. Um, and then secondly, I wanted to go back to the thing with, uh, with Bailey and the chief because it's interesting. He, he just stuck his foot in it. I mean, he was crying... First of all, I, I you know I think it's true. The whole the whole entire operation with this you know kiss and tell thing was sexual harassment. I think you know, so. Writ large, I mean it's a ridiculous. Thing. Plus, in this hospital, it's like all the patients will die because you'll spend all your time filling out your forms because people <laughs> everyone touches everyone. Um, but I think you know it was it ru- was really terrible to the chief. He, he thought he was doing a good thing by saying, "Oh, Miranda Bailey, she's the one person." that wouldn't do any of this, so she's exempt. Well, that's, you know, that's insulting to her because basically, what, as she told him, she's, you know, you're telling everyone in the hospital that I'm, I'm too ugly or I'm too homely or I'm too whatever for a man to want me. Right. Um, and that that's never going to happen. And, and that is a form of sexual harassment, you know, that it's like, oh, she's, you know, not that she's, uh, and I think he really meant to say, oh, well, she's above this. She's better than the rest of us who have all fallen victim to this. Um, but by singling her out, it worked right into her issue, which is, hey, what about me? Like, I, I'm not pretty enough. I'm not good enough that some man would want me. Right. And it's funny because Adele even said it. Yeah, that's sexual harassment. She, <laughs> she did. She the line. <laughs> she did. And I'm glad that Bailey smacked him good because it shows that, you know, they have that kind of relationship that, you know, I mean, because obviously, you know, you don't smack your boss. But it, in this instance, they're, they're close enough that she was really hurt personally by him doing that, and it shows that he didn't really understand her as well as he thinks he does. Right. Which doesn't that happen with men a lot? They don't understand women as well as they think they do? Yeah, I think so. And that's why they should listen to the full-time mom. And uh, Nev Rothwin in the, in the chat room said she was sensitive because her husband had a date, and that's true, too, because he yes. was going out on a date. He was getting some. She's the, So basically... The, uh, him singling her out is saying she's the only one in this whole place that isn't getting any. <laughs> Pretty much, she was, or at least that's what she was hearing. 
Right. And so um, that is pretty much all we have for this week's episode of the Grey's Anatomy Fan Podcast. Uh, we will be back next, uh, what is this, Friday? Fri- yes. Next Friday afternoon at 12.15 p.m. If you want to join us in the chat room, we've had plenty of people in the chat room uh, here chatting with each other through the whole process. And um, anyway, we would love to have you join us. And you can find a link over at gspn.tv slash schedule, which will show you a schedule of all of our shows. We do want to thank TalkShoe, TalkShoe.com, for allowing us to have these live shows with our audience um, and people in our community. And uh, we also thank them for the bandwidth. I am trying not to be distracted. But uh, anyway, we... Also want to mention that you can call in and leave voicemails at area code 859-795-4067. And we're out of here. We'll see you next week. Have a great day.